0: This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and thank you for joining me on The Widow Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you about surviving the holidays. Christmas is around the corner, a new year not far after that. It's a time where most people around us seem to be very happy, full of joy, excited for a break, for some time with their families to celebrate the festive season. And all the while we are feeling lost, alone, crushed. Our family isn't as it used to be. Christmas doesn't feel the same anymore. When your life partner dies, every single corner of your universe is affected. And significant days, like birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, Christmases, they can feel incredibly heavy. So I wanted to talk to you about how we can go about supporting ourselves through the festive period and how we can learn to honour our person to bring them with us, to stay connected to them, especially when it's very difficult for us to talk about our grief at this time because we feel like we are bringing the energy levels down. We feel like we are being more of a burden than we already do and we feel like we are killing everyone else's joy as a result of our grief so it's really hard for us to find ways of expressing what we're feeling talking about our person and allowing what is to be allowing ourselves to feel what we need to feel at a time when our grief can feel more invisible than it normally does the weight of expectation starts to feel really heavy and It's everywhere you go, you walk into a shop, a supermarket, um, you, you listen to the radio in the car and Christmas songs are playing, you drive around and there's lights up everywhere and people put their decorations up earlier and earlier each year and there are constant little reminders everywhere we go that Christmas is coming and we can feel like we are expected to show up in a way that we would do before our person died. Full of joy, full of excitement, full of all of the wonder of Christmas. And It just doesn't feel the same. It just doesn't feel the same. I remember my first Christmas after Simon died and I could feel it creeping up on me. So Simon died in the September and you know what it's like. Middle of November, you start to become increasingly aware that Christmas is coming. The girls were nine and five at the time and they were excited. Kids still get excited. Um, you know, Santa's coming. So, I felt a, a lot of pressure to to show up when actually all I wanted to do was pack my bags and go away and just I just wanted to get away from it all. I didn't want to have to show up. I didn't want to have to do all the things that you normally do at Christmas. And I found it really difficult really difficult and you know for people that that don't have children or maybe your children are older and and you know they have their own lives and families now and and you feel like you have to show up for them and and lead the way for them and 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 still make it everything that you used to make it without your person but you're not feeling it and and that's okay And I want you to know that that is okay. Whether this is your first Christmas, your third Christmas, your fifth Christmas, you know, I think it's important to recognize that that there's no time limit on this. Christmas is a difficult time. It will bring up difficult things for different reasons. And I think it's important to recognize as well that whatever has happened to you in that year, because life still happens, right? Things still go on in our lives and, and challenges... A thrust upon us and and we we lose other people. We go through different hardships in life and these all have an impact on our grief. So, even if you are, you know, in your mature grief now and, and maybe you are a few years into it, you might have had something happen to you this year that's impacted your grief, that's making it feel heavier this year and that's okay that there is no time limit on this and I want you to understand that. I really want you to understand that. So thinking about Christmas, it's so important that we think of ways that we can honour ourselves through the Christmas period, ways that we can support ourselves through it, but also ways that we can honour our person, that we can help keep our person's memory our love for them alive, ways that we can incorporate them into our celebrations, our lives, our our time with our loved ones so that it doesn't feel like they are completely forgotten because it does feel like that. And I think the further we move through our grief, the less people talk about your person, the less people say their name. And we need that. And I think it's important to continue that. So just a few ideas here in this episode to help you think about you through Christmas, your loved one through Christmas, and and how you can go about navigating it in a more positive way. One of the first things I did at Chris, my first Christmas after Simon died was I came off social media. I just deleted the apps from my phone so that I wasn't tempted to go on and see what everyone else was doing because that was hard. That was really hard going on to all the social media platforms and seeing everyone's posts and finding it really upsetting, frustrating, and triggering because. You then look at everyone else's post. You take them at face value. You think they've got a perfect life and and you can feel really hard done by. Rightly so, because it's rubbish, right? So if you are finding social media triggering, that you are spending time on it and it's making you feel worse, just take a break from it for a couple of weeks. You're not going to miss much. But also, if you do decide to stay on, Just remember that people only show you the best bits. You're not seeing their reality. You're not seeing their truth. There may be many things that they're going through in their lives at the moment that you know nothing about. And we are all very quick to assume that everyone else's lives are perfect because we only see a snapshot. We only see the bits they want us to see. And those bits are normally the polished photos where everyone's smiling, looking beautiful and living their best lives. They don't show you the pictures of the arguments of the challenges, of their grief, of their loss, of of what's happening in their lives in that moment of time. So try to avoid comparisons with other people and and try not to go through social media thinking that what you're seeing is the full picture. Ask a family member or a friend or or another family if, if they can come and stay with you, especially you know, if you're on your own at Christmas, maybe you could go and stay with friends. Um, my mum used to come and stay with me on Christmas Eve so that when we woke up on Christmas morning, it was less pressure on me um, to to show up for the kids. And and she was more able to bring an element of fun to Christmas morning. Um, and, and I knew I wasn't. Uh, completely alone. You know, if I wanted to go off and have five minutes, I could. Um, And I know people go and stay with family for the very same reasons, whether they've got children or not got children. Sometimes we feel like we want to be on our own and we want to pull back and that's understandable. But actually, it's in these times that we often need people around us more than ever. We need those connections with the people we love to remind us that we do still have those around us that love us, care for us, and and want to look after us. Accept the help. Accept what people offer. Ask for it if you need to. You cannot do this alone. You're not expected to do this alone. And we are a bit of a nightmare for letting everyone think that we're okay. We've got it all under control. Everything's fine. Um, and actually, it's okay to say, this is hard, I'm struggling and I could do with some help and, and to accept the help that that people offer. So that can be a really lovely way of, of showing yourself some kindness and some grace. Christmas is often filled with traditions and things that we used to do with our person. It's okay to let some of these things go. It's okay to continue with the ones that still feel good for you. And it's okay to start new traditions and do new things, whatever feels right for you, wherever you are in your grief, whatever's going on for you. Just think about what feels good, what connects you to your person. There'll be certain things your person did that you'll want to continue with because it feels special to you and you want to remember them in in that way. There will be things your person did that might be too painful, that might be out of reach, that might not be possible without them. And it's okay to say, I can't do that anymore. It's not the same without my person. So I'm going to give that thanks for the time that I had it for, the times that we shared, those memories that we created. And I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to bring in something that is going to support me in this season of my life. Now that can look like many different things. There's so many ways in which we can You know, start these new traditions. Um, We can be creative uh, and make things, you know, memory boxes and blankets. There's so many things that we can do to, you know, make our person feel, you know, we're still connected to them baubles you can decorate your own baubles ball now the way the way you decorate your tree the decorations you put up around the house and these are all things you can ask people to help you with as well if you're not feeling like you can manage it yourself equally if you don't want to put any decorations up don't there's no pressure to you don't have to and remember how you're feeling this year about christmas isn't necessarily the way you are going to feel about christmas every year i used to love christmas and when Simon died, obviously, I completely lost my love for it. And I was so upset that it would never come back. I was so concerned it would never come back because I loved how much I loved Christmas. And I have to say, the first three weren't great. But then year after year, it has come back. And this year is my seventh Christmas without Simon. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, I I can appreciate it for what it is. I have my ways of honouring Simon and, and bringing him into our day and remembering him always. And I have to say, New Year hasn't come back for me. Um, I always used to love New Year. That's something I still don't find easy I'd I'd much rather just treat it as another day, go to bed, wake up in the morning and and, and carry on and, and have a fresh start to my day. I'm not one for celebrating the new year anymore. But it's different for everyone, and it can be different in in different years as well. But know that it will evolve, it will change, and how you deal with Christmas and how you feel about it will be different every year. But thinking of ways which we can honour our person, wearing their jumper, baking their their favourite Christmas cakes, um, cooking their favourite meal, drinking their favourite wine, doing their little traditions that they love to do on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning or Boxing Day. Um, the, the decorations that we use personalizing decorations and putting them up around the house lighting candles having a special picture um, going somewhere that your person used to love going to there's ways that that we can bring those things in to our lives have a plan so if you are invited somewhere and you're feeling a little bit wobbly have a get out plan and Be honest, tell somebody, you know, if you've been invited somewhere, say I'm going to come. However, if on the day I'm having a really bad day, I might back out or I might leave early drive. Make sure you've got someone that can pick you up or you've got you know, a, a taxi on standby waiting to come and collect you and you're ready to leave so that you, you feel like you have an element of control in the situation, that you can say no last minute if you want to and people will understand that you can go and leave after an hour if you want to and that people will understand. It's being honest, it's having that, that open dialogue so that people understand that you don't find these things easy and you may not be able to cope that well doing it, but you'll try. It's also okay to say no, that you're not feeling it, but asking people to still keep inviting you. It's not no forever, it's just no right now because of where you are in your grieving journey. Now, Christmas cards are so difficult. The first year for me after Simon died, I I could not do Christmas cards. I used to write about 50 odd every year and send them out. And I just couldn't face it for many reasons. I didn't have the time and energy to sit down and write them. And I didn't want to be writing cards to people and not being able to put Simon's name in it. So... I put a note on social media before I came off it and I said to everyone, I'm sorry, I'm not doing cards this year. And I donated what I would have spent on the cards to the, the air ambulance, um, charity instead. And, and everyone was very supportive of it. I, I still, I bought my daughters a card and how I handled that was I said the card was from me. So I put love from mum in the card and then I did a little message from their dad in terms of, I know your dad will be thinking of you this Christmas and sending you lots of, of hugs and kisses. So I was still talking about him in the card, but I wasn't saying the card was from him. I really battled with that one because I wanted to write left from mum and dad. And that was one of the hardest things about it because how could I write his name when he wasn't here? Was that giving them mixed messages? Was, was that the right thing to do? You, do? you never know, do you, what the right thing to do is. I've since learned that there's no right or wrong. But at the time, I didn't know, and I didn't want to do something that was going to cause confusion or, or damage or that they'd say, why is it from daddy? Because daddy's dead, because children do that kind of thing. Um, so I, I I kind of wrote a little note to them, giving them his love. Um because I felt like I had to acknowledge him. I had to acknowledge him. I couldn't just give them a card and and not acknowledge him. Make time for you. It's so important. And still to this day, I go out for a walk on my own on Christmas morning. I need that time. I just need that time to connect with Simon. I need that time to to check in with myself, to go and have a little conversation with him and, and remember him. And I feel like it's something I'll always do. It might not be, but up till now, that's what I love to do. But definitely making time for you over the holidays, time to slow down, time to get outside in nature, to exercise, so good for us, especially at this time of year, just that the vitamin D, the daylight, the fresh air, getting your heart rate pumping a bit, going for a power walk. It's so helpful to us in, in our grief. And, and also time to to nurture yourself, time with, with loved ones on your terms, the things you want to do, um, maybe getting a massage, have, having a treatment that, you know, feels a little bit special for you, that helps you feel a little bit calmer, reduces the anxieties for you. You know, there's so many lovely treatments and remedies out there now that, that we can go and, and do for ourselves. Time to be creative. Being creative is so good for us because it turns off our thinking brain. And you know what it's like in grief? We are constantly thinking. We have all these thoughts going around and around in our heads. And and we had a session in my membership actually last month with a, with a lovely lady um, who's an art therapist. And she came along. And she did this art session and I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I'm not creative. I don't really like doing art. So I, I kind of freeze in, in those moments because I don't know what to do. But wow, we all we all turned up. We all did what, you know, we were guided to, to do. And... We were asked to write down five words how we felt at the beginning of the session of five years, five years, five words, sorry, to write down how we felt at the end of the session. And the change, the the positivity, the calmness, the hope, the, 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 the less anxiety, relaxed, oh my, honestly, it was incredible. So I would urge you to find time to be creative in some way or another. And there's so many ways of doing that, so many different ways of doing that, but just taking that time out to turn off your thinking brain give yourself some time and space meditating is a wonderful thing to do journaling is a wonderful thing to do there's all these tools out there that can help you work through your grief trying not to overindulge so difficult at christmas right you know there's so many yummy foods so many lovely drinks out there but actually they make us feel worse they really do. When we eat a lot of the wrong foods, when we drink too much alcohol, when we don't get enough sleep, when we're not getting outside and exercising, it makes us feel lethargic, tired, grouchy, not in control of of us. And the impact it can have on our mood, our thoughts, our actions, it's huge. So I'm not saying don't treat yourself. Of course, I'm not. That would be ridiculous. But just be mindful about what you are consuming and you know, just make sure you're giving yourself good food where you can, maybe not drinking every day, giving yourself some alcohol free days over the festive period and, and some time to to wind down because we need that time and actually all, all of those heavy foods and, and drinks can have a, a really negative impact on us and, and how we deal. With it, when you think about giving gifts to people, do your shopping online. Give gifts of your time. Give vouchers to do something in the new year, which is lovely because it gives you something to think about um, and look forward to in the new year. It's time with somebody that you you love and care for, and and maybe an opportunity to try something new and do something different with somebody, or just go and see something at the cinema or the theatre anything, anything that is a gift of your time that is easily given to somebody rather than traipsing around the shops, which nobody wants to do when they are in the depths of grief. And actually you don't need to. And, and actually we can say to people, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with Christmas this year. So don't worry about buying me a gift. I won't worry about buying you a gift. Let's just do something. Let's go out for lunch at some point and, and do it that way. Know that it's okay to be okay. My first Christmas, the the build up to it was absolutely horrendous. I was in a real pickle, and I woke up on Christmas morning, and I didn't feel great. And my mum was here, and we opened our presents, and I actually went off for a walk with my sister with the dog. Um, and when I came home, I felt good. I felt good, and I actually had. A lovely day, a really lovely day. We talked about Simon. I wasn't particularly tearful. I wasn't feeling horrendous. I wasn't overly sad. I actually felt quite happy. And this, this Simon died in in September, um, so this is just over three months later. And 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 I was I was good. I was able. We played games, and the children had fun, and and it was fab. It was, fab. and I had a good day, and that's okay. Because grief isn't always about being sad. We we can't always live in our grief and the heaviness of it. Um, so if you're feeling okay, if you're having a good time, that's okay too. It doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that you're over it. It doesn't mean that you've got anything to feel guilty about. It just means in that moment, you are okay. Take it run with it, enjoy it. Because I tell you what, when I woke up on Boxing Day, I felt horrendous. And Boxing Day was awful. Absolutely awful. Everyone left. It was myself and the girls. I tidied up the house. And Boxing Day was a day that ordinarily Simon and I would sort of just hunker down with the kids and eat the leftovers and watch movies and and, and play with their toys and stuff. And um, it was horrible. It was really horrible. So I'm glad I allowed myself to enjoy Christmas Day because Boxing Day wasn't fun and that time in between Christmas and the new year was awful, absolutely awful. So allow what is to be. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling tearful and you don't want to see anyone, that's okay, go with it. If you're feeling upbeat and you want to do something and you're enjoying yourself, that's okay too. Go with it. It's all valid. It's all okay. Look for the good. Always, always look for the good because this isn't to to minimize or diminish what you're going through, what you're experiencing. It's to help you see that there is still good amongst all the heartache, all the sadness. And it's good to acknowledge that because it just helps us see that we still have things in our lives that bring us some joy, some peace, some love, some connection, some contentment. And it's giving yourself permission to acknowledge those things and, and celebrate them. Sometimes, if that feels right for you, and if you want to get away from it all, get away from it all. There's there's plenty of of trips, holidays, excursions that are arranged over Christmas and the New Year for many people that find it difficult because a lot of people find it very difficult for very different reasons. So if This year, you don't want to be here, get away. That's absolutely okay too. But wherever you go, whatever you do, keep saying their name. Keep talking about them. Remember them. Remember the things that you did, the times that you shared, the memories that you made, the traditions that they brought to the family. Share funny stories. Share those moments because it's so important to us to keep our person alive, to stay connected to them and feel like they are coming with us on our journey because they are, because they're part of us. They've had such a big impact on us, on our lives. And we want to celebrate that and we want to remember that. So, whatever you do, do that and just listen to your body. It will guide you. It will tell you what it needs. It will tell you what it wants you to do. Don't push yourself. Just go with what feels right. If you like to read, I have a blog on my website, um, 11 Ways to Survive Christmas When Widowed. So I will put the link in the show notes and you can always go and have a, a little read of that and if you want some extra support over the christmas period we are meeting regularly in my membership remember there are plenty of sessions guest speakers to help us navigate our way through the festive season and beyond in our grief and discover the the tips the tools and strategies that we can bring into our lives to help support us through these difficult times i'm sending you lots of love this christmas if there's somebody you know that's struggling with the loss of a life partner please share this podcast episode with them so that they too can learn to understand how to support themselves a little bit better through the holiday season just look after yourself lots of love take care Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.